All right, so Richmond right. till I die. Oh, hang on, we didn't do the opening thing. All right, do it. All right, there we go. We're on. All righty, we're on now. We're on now. This is a Richmond till I die <laughs> special. Uh, after the shock announcement of uh, Dimmer departing the club, after 13 and a bit years, I think it was. Um, so we're going to dive into that and discuss um, some of our favourite games. While Dimmer was at the head of the club, um, the success, obviously, that he brought us, his decision to leave, what that means for the club and for some of the older players and and who might step in and take his place as Richmond's new head coach. Yeah. Um, I just want to start off by saying thank you to Dimmer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think he brought us all um, a great deal of happiness over that uh, four or five-year period um, that we... Went on and won a few flags, um, more than what I could have ever imagined. I think I would have been happy with one at the end of the day, but um, yeah, to I get never three, I see one to be honest. Yeah, to get three in four years was amazing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks very much to Dimmer and and everyone else involved in that as well. Obviously, um, Peggy O'Neill has departed the club now as well, and uh, she was a, a big part of that. Brendan Gale, obviously, um, a few other ones there. Neil Baum is pretty big in that. Um, you know, there's so many names that you can mention, but, but Dimmer was essentially the face of the club uh, for that time, and he had all the pressure on on his shoulders. And um, even you know, backs against the wall, 2016 had a had a pretty shit season, and and you know, uh, Brendan and Peggy stuck by him and gave him another chance, and and then we uh, reaped the reward for it. So, yeah, I think it was just a good uh, show of faith by Brendan and Peggy to to let him like kick on and and coach us for the rest of the like the time that he's been here because yeah they could have quite easily gotten rid of him in at the end of 2016 as as the newspapers and all that said that they were going to but uh they stuck by him and obviously proved to be a good decision because like yeah as at like the Oh, fucking hell, I just lost I don't know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I think we're all in a bit of shock over yeah. the news. Um, but yeah. yeah, but he just went on and, and won finals for, I don't know, years to come and he won the grannies and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it was a good decision to keep him on in the end. Yeah, definitely. I don't think any Richmond supporters would be arguing that case, but yeah. Um, so now, you know, what does this mean uh, moving forward as a club, um, you know, Dimmer's, it's a bit odd leaving halfway through a season. Our mate Decker wasn't too happy about that. He he sort of straight up said it was a weak move. But, um, but to be fair, though... I like, think he takes that back, though. Yeah, to, to, to be fair, though, I mean, given everything that Dimmer's given the club and, and, every, and the supporters and all that sort of thing, you can't really be too harsh on him. I mean, I would have liked him to have kept you know coaching at least until the end of the year as well but i'm not really going to hold his decision against him or anything because he did bring us a lot of joy over the years yeah i think what would have been good is to like say look i'm not i'm not coaching next year i'm finishing up at the end of the year and we the board can start looking for the next coach rather than um just like hanging it up straight away um and it gives us a bit of time to look for someone else but um, in saying that, the the board's got a, a tough task ahead of him to find his replacement, but at least we've got half a year um, to do that because you sort of want yep. someone in the job by the draft tr- and trade period. Yeah, that's it, definitely. You definitely need a head coach by then. Um, so obviously the, the reports uh, coming out so far that Andrew McWalter will be taking over 
as the interim coach until the end of the year. Uh, McWalter has been at the club since 2014 um, in a couple of different coaching roles, I think. Um, he was with the VFL boys for uh, a number of years as well. So, um, But obviously the AFL boys would be uh, pretty close to him, I'd say, as well, given the, the, the number of years that he's been at the club. So um, I think that's a good thing you know moving forward for the rest of this year is to have someone in there that the boys already know trust and you know get along with as a coach i think that's a good thing yeah it's hard getting someone in that's like got a totally different game plan i think that mcgualter will bring um the same sort of game plan but he'll just have different tweaks and and moves that damien like obviously didn't want i feel with damien there was just a couple of times where he, he was like really stubborn. He didn't want to change anything up. And you, and you could tell that, um, that it, you don't really want to change anything up when you know that it works. But yeah. maybe it's just a little bit outdated and maybe McWalter can bring a few different um, game plans and stuff like that. But like the same sort of structure and strategy that Damien used yeah. and just tweak it a little bit. So Yeah, that's yeah. it. So like have the um, same sort of foundations but with a, a few um, fresh ideas. Yeah, yeah, sounds uh, pretty much what I was trying to say. But yeah, you got it out a little bit better. <laughs> yep, I did. Uh, anyway, moving on. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who else gets their name thrown into the hat for the um, for the coaching job at the end of the year. It's going to be interesting to see, obviously, if, if the Tigers stick with McWalter. I mean, if he has a good second half of the year or like from this week, you know, obviously yeah, until the yeah. end of the year, then, um, then you know, he, he might put himself in a really good position. But what, what would you say as a pass mark for McWalter? Um, until from now until the end of the year, would you say it's like no. a fifty-fifty split for him to like be favourite for the job? Yeah, look, I think if we win, yeah, probably at least you know fifty, sixty percent of our games. Yeah, um, he'll go you know, a long way it, to get the job. Yeah, he'll go a long way yeah. to getting the job. Um, even if we still miss finals, um, I, I still don't think they'll really hold that against him too much. Um, yeah, given the well, position we're not that starting we're in, at the moment, in a so. position in a finals position no, right now. No, so. that's it. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think um, yeah, if we did. if we make finals, I reckon he's almost guaranteed the job. Yeah, I, I think so as yeah. well. If we make finals, he's probably almost guaranteed the job. Um, if he goes at least fifty to sixty percent though for the remaining games, so I think he's a good chance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's obviously like a couple of other assistants that we have at the club um, that could, well, they've already been AFL coaches in Teague and And Rutten, uh, Rutten, yeah. Um, I think Teague was a little bit hard done by at Carlton. Like Carlton, they're an absolute basket case and it it showed like Michael Voss isn't a bad coach and he can't even get them going at the moment. I just think their environment down there is so poor. It's just toxic and... It's just a culture thing. Yeah, it's a culture thing. So, yeah, I reckon... we used to be like that a lot until it it turned around. I mean, Carlton just have to find the right people, but it has to start at the very top. It doesn't... It's not always the coach's fault. That's what AFL clubs have to understand. Yeah, Teague was like a scapegoat, I reckon, for their bad performances. Like, Teague took over the list when it was average and now yep. like Michael Voss still can't even get that list going like yeah I think it's yeah Teague, Teague's not a bad coach and then yeah. Rutten at Essendon he had a couple of good years like I don't well they but still I didn't feel like make they gave finals up on him too quickly they didn't really give him much of a chance did they nah but yeah well we were the same like you said we were the same we, we used to do that a lot with yeah, coaches before 2014 yeah. was it 2014 no earlier than that 2010 uh, yeah started. 2010 Dimmer started yeah, yeah so I think I've got it all written down here yeah started in 2010 yeah so there yeah. you go so yeah Terry Wallace um he coached 99 games for the yeah. Tigers I think uh who was before Wallace was it Geishan or uh, yeah probably Geishan yeah, uh, and then who was before Hardwick was it Wallace 
Wallace, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, Wallace left, and then Jade. You know Rawlings who we could get as our interim? Uh, yeah. um, fly him to Northern Territory. See if Ralton Roberts wants to come <laughs> Ralton down. Roberts. Pay him in meat pies. Good old Ralton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get him back. He'll bring his assistants, Richard Tamling, with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, yeah, like there's a few options there. Obviously, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, but. Um, Adam, uh, outside of the club now, like Adam Uze is another name yeah. that's being thrown around. Carousel has been with us, Blake exactly. He's, yeah. um, he's the highest credentialed coach in the AFL that like isn't actually an AFL coach. There's, uh, in terms yeah, of like he's got a level four coaching win. credential. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah but then again, yeah. like it's all just a certificate as well. If you yeah. get a trade yep. certificate, you could still be shit at your trade. But yeah, you could. But I think Carousel, yeah. like while he was at Richmond, that's when we were winning premierships. So or yeah. at least 2017, I think it was. But yeah. yeah. But um, They've always spoken really highly about him yeah, as well. Yeah, they have. So yeah, Carousel is, is another option. He's obviously, he's been at the club, but he's not there anymore. Um, also currently outside of the club, but another one who has been at the club and has been a big part of Richmond obviously is Chris Newman yeah yeah Chris Newman I liked uh, Chris Newman when he was a player captain yeah um, been at the Hawks for a while he won the VFL Premiership I think with yeah, Box 2018, Hill in 2018 was, yeah. yeah and then got coach of the year in 2017 yeah um, so yeah obviously doing good things not sure what he's done since 2018 um, but yeah, I yeah. think he'd be another one that could throw his name in there. Sean Griggs at Geelong, probably still a little bit too soon for Grigg, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think um, Griggs going to need another couple of years. Justin he... Lepich has yeah, been a coach Le- Lepich, at if Richmond. We can poach him back from Collingwood. Yeah, um, I, I that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't really see oh, a head coach job at Richmond. Lepper might leave Collingwood, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think he'd leave otherwise. No, I don't think so either. We'd have to give him the head coaching role for sure. Yeah. Um, or we could just take Craig McRae back. He's doing good things <laughs> right now. Another one that was at Richmond as well, yeah. fucking McRae. But yeah. Well, there was like a... Um, there was the same as when Clarkson was at Hawthorne. There was like that group yep. of coaches. It was Hardwick and uh, Adam Simpson. Yep. There was, um, who was... Fagan. Yeah, Fagan. There was like Teague. five, six, was seven. of them as well? Or? Yeah, and that's yeah. how him and Hardwick and, knew um, each other. Uh, what's his name? Beverage as well. He yeah, was another Beveridge. one. Yeah. So yeah. there's five or six coaches under Clarkson that went on to do AFL coaching. And I think yeah. that was the same with um, Hardwick. Like Lepich was under Hardwick, yeah. I think. Um, Rutten. Was, uh, Rutten McRae. was McRae. Yeah. yeah, so they've like got their little understudies there and they're doing good things now, which yeah, is great it. to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously it'd be good to have all them back at the moment, like yeah, have our be, choice, yeah. but doesn't always work like that. No, that's it. We've just got to sort of work with the next best options that we can find. And, and the club has been pretty good over the last, you know, six yeah. or seven years at picking the right people for the right jobs from, the, you know, the very top level right through to the um, the VFL players and all that sort of thing. So I'm kind of yeah. glad that, like, Benny Gale didn't take the AFL role so that he can sort of oversee yeah. all this as well. So to yeah, have Barmy, Brennan Gale still there. Um, yeah, overseeing this good, transition. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're good knowledge, they're good minds in, in football and I think they'll do the right job in um, picking the right candidate. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, yeah, we'll move on now to how it will impact the playing group. And, um, I mean, obviously we're already expecting Rewalt, uh, Cochin and probably Robbie Tarrant as well to hang up the boots at the end of this year. Yeah. Um, do you see do you see any of those guys sort of leaving 
you know, over the next couple of weeks or do you reckon they'll hang on until nah, the end of the season? I think they'll hang on until the end of the year. The only one I'm concerned about now is Dusty, but I think like he's contracted until the end of next year, but yep. that doesn't really, like contracts don't really mean much. Yeah, like He's it. got more money than he knows what to do with And if now, he wants so. to retire, he'll retire. Yeah, well, that bloke can do whatever he wants. Yeah. If he wants to leave tomorrow, he can leave tomorrow. But um, hope he doesn't, but yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, that's the only one I'm really concerned about. Like I assume that Trent and Jack are going to hang up the boots at the end of the year anyway and Tarrant there's probably no one else apart from Dusty that you'd be really concerned with maybe Dill but he signed a one year extension extension, yeah Um, Yeah, Prestia still has one year to go but he's yeah yeah, he's been a bit slow this year I don't think it'll affect the playing group that much yeah yeah, like getting McWalter in uh, well not getting him in but he's already there so the playing yeah. group know their next coach already and he has like you said he's been around for a few years so yeah yeah I can't see much changing in terms of strategy and stuff oh Adam Kingsley was the other one that yeah, was under hard work yeah. Yeah. yeah um so yeah he he might be one that like we could maybe go back in a few years but you sort of need someone next year but yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think anyone will leave prematurely? I'm at all? 50 50. I, I do have a slight concern about Dusty, like you do as well, but I, I'm kind of 50 50 on Cochin. I think he's got four more games until he gets to his 300th. Um, that'll put us at bye week. So if Cochin's, you know, if he, if he feels that he can't really contribute anymore for the remainder of the season, I think he might hang it up after game 300. Um, but then again, new coach couple of young kids coming through that still need some guidance and that he might just hang on until the end of the year and keep going um tarrant it's going to depend on whether he can get his body right he's still out indefinitely with injury so uh robbie tarrant might give it away i think um you know the next you know few yeah, weeks before or so that's um, before the end of the mid-season season draft as well um, no i think that's all closed now so we've only got the one pick from castagna Oh, yeah. yeah. At least we have a pick for that. So then we'll have a pick next year because of Tarrant. Yeah. 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 Well, well if, it, if it's Rewalt and Cochin, yeah. you can only get like two picks, though, can't you? In that. What's this from? The mid-season draft. Uh, no, I'm or not Or can too you get sure. as many as your retirement allow? I'm not too sure. I think you can probably get two, but... But, yeah, but then I some of those spots are going to be filled by the you know draft picks and that anyway, so... Yeah, on oh, next year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll just be straight yeah. up draft picks. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I think, yeah going forward that's not going to really affect the playing group but yeah, yeah. what what do you think was uh, Damien's best like trait down at being at the club um, I think his best trait was yeah it probably is um, the way he took the players under his wing and you know they, they were all really good friends like they all got that they were like a family essentially he's well, mentioned the word brotherhood, brotherhood. Yeah, yeah the brotherhood is uh, he's mentioned the word really brotherhood strong. before and um he was kind of like a, a big brother, I guess, to all the, the playing group and stuff. And that's kind of, you know, from the outside looking in, that's kind of how they sort of saw him in my eyes. Um, so, yeah, I think that was probably his best quality is to, to sort of, you know, to, to show that um, that leadership and that, you know, taking him under his wing and, and getting them on board with his game plans and, and the messages that he was get, delivering to them in the, you know, how they performed and all that sort of thing. Um, I think that was obviously his best trait. Like he showed a lot of really good leadership qualities. Yeah, he always stuck up, uh, stuck up, stuck up for his players. Um, it just fucking goes stuck up for his fucking players. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he even um, the Coleman Jones situation and was it? Yeah, was it was the other uh, one? Coleman Jones and Sydney Stack. Yeah, Sydney yep. Stack. Even like, yeah, they stuffed up, but he stuck up for him. He did, yeah. Um, yeah, like always stuck up for his players, and it just goes to show like how close like everyone is. Like even in the media, like it doesn't matter yeah. how low. Like Kane Corns is a flog, but. He'll always stick up for his players like Taranto. Yeah, just always it. went into bat for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Hopper deal. Like it, Dimmer definitely look. fired shots back at Kane Corns over the Taranto criticisms, yeah. which was and good. And just journos in general. Like yeah. It's known that he doesn't like journalists because they talk shit about his players. Yeah. Um, and he'll always be there to back them up. And yeah, like he was one of... I think his best trait was actually going through the mindset um stage of coaching as well because he was one of the first coaches to bring in like psychologists into the club and I think that really helped when uh, the COVID year hit in 2020 like all the clubs were struggling and like just couldn't sort of get a rhythm but West Coast is still fucked yeah West Coast is still fucked Um, but yeah just I think that really helped that year because they were away from home for so long and then, yeah, to produce the effort that they did in 2020 and come back from a, like a 20-point deficit at halftime in the grand final yep. um, against Geelong. Suck shit, suck shit Geelong. Yeah, that's um, it. And, yeah, just to get a win. So, yeah, I think that the like just acknowledging that there's more to life than like, – more to football than just kick, handball, mark, and there's yeah. a lot like a, a mental side as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so we'll move on now to our, our favourite um, games under Dimmer. Yeah. So what's oh, your favourite game? Uh, my favourite game would... Well, I'll go the 2017 granny. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case for a lot of people. Uh, me personally, I, I was a big fan of the qualifying final that year, 2017. Finally broke our drought against Geelong. Smashed them by 51 points. Was, Anyone would think that we don't like Geelong. Oh, mate. I fucking hate them. <laughs> But but that was that game was oh, it was it was like a work of art because like we just came out we had a plan we executed it it was yeah. almost a perfect game in my opinion. Um, we but, flogged them too. It was like yeah. 40, 40, 50 points I think it was. Yeah, fifty one points in the end. Yeah, yeah. It, it was good. close for most of the game. I think the even third quarter yeah. we broke away. I think no, it was a, it was the last quarter. It was three oh, yeah. three quarter yeah. time was uh, only a couple of goals in it or something as well. And then yeah, uh, last quarter we just pulled away. You know. Um, put our foots down and f- foots feet foots. down. Put we're our- really struggling yeah. today. <laughs> Two days of work into the week and we're up Shit Creek. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yeah, like yeah, we put the um, put the foot down and yeah, we ended up running over the top of them. I think that's probably one of my favourite games. Any any favourite that weren't finals like that you can remember that weren't finals. There were two Sydney games. You mentioned one to me on your way here today um the yeah my favorite was probably the round 20 was it 22 or 23 i don't know which one it was back then did they have 23 rounds round 22 i think anyway the last game of the season against sydney um to get into finals we went to sydney i think sydney were top four at that stage we yep. weren't meant to win yeah and we ended up getting over the line by a goal or two. And I remember we were at old boy's house. Um, and, yeah, we were booking, like, accommodation straight after that game. And then we went up to Port the following week and got flogged. But, 
Nah, still a good trip good. though. Yeah, no, nah, it was but, a great um, trip. But yeah, no, that that game was fucking amazing. I, I remember that was our ninth win on the trot. Um, yeah. We were like three and ten at one stage. My old man said that we were going to make finals from too. three and ten. Yeah, yeah, from three and ten, he's like, I tell you what, lads, and I like he was pissed at the time. He and, was, so we yeah. all just fobbed it off. And yeah. Then, yeah, and now yeah, the truth be told, if he had a stuck fifty on that, he he wouldn't be living in cranny right now. No, nah, that's it. But anyway, um, yeah, the the other Sydney game that I was thinking of was when uh, Sam Lloyd kicks that goal after the siren to win by a point. Was yeah, it, was it a point? Yeah, I think a point. Yeah, I yeah. think it was a point. Yeah, yeah. that that was a, a pretty amazing game as well. We were at um, the settlement that night. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because oh, we weren't at that game. No, no, because it was uh, oh, it was Punchy's birthday. Remember, we just kept putting beers in front of the cunt. The poor cunt was <laughs> fucking like fuck. But yeah, who yeah, was a good old Punchy? Yeah. yeah, he's he's not really here anymore well, he's here from time to time yeah. but yeah no, that, that, that was um yeah watching that game at the pub and it's you know it was one of those things where you're kind of kicking yourself that you didn't go to it but then you think oh yeah. if i had it gone would it have happened that way maybe not but yeah, yeah that's true but no that, that was um that was an amazing game as well i think also um beating port adelaide a couple of years ago 2019 i think it was we went over there and played and we had six we players underdone. out yeah we, we yeah. had no, Dusty, Rance, Cochin, Jack, Hooley, and someone else that was important as well. But um, anyway, we came out and like, yeah, it was Lynch's first season with the Tigers. Yeah. He kicked a bag of six. And um, yeah, we got over the line. And yeah, that, that was a pretty amazing game that yeah. I remember as well. So, who, uh, Where would you rate Demmer on Richmond's all-time coaching list? All-time coaching list, he'd have to be up there with Tommy Hafey, I guess. He, yeah. Well, which one are you going to put top? Oh. Hafey won four flags, didn't he? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, then Hafey's probably still Probably Hafey's still just. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, but Dimmer won three flags and overtook Hafey as the all-time um, coaching games record for um yeah well Richmond. he yeah Dimmer coached 307 games yeah 307 in the end i think hafey yeah. was like 248 or something so it was quite a difference in the end 240 yeah and then yeah. hafey won the four flags in won four flags yeah. games yeah yeah that's it yeah so now well that's that's that hopefully right. mcgualter can go all right and yeah get a few wins yep so that is uh that is it for our special oh the old girl's home how are you mum no, 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 you don't have to be quiet. Yep. We're just doing a podcast. It's okay, here. Karen, you're on it now. Yeah, you're on we, it. We got you coming in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, you're actually on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a wrap from us. Um, all the best to Dimmer in his future pursuits. And um, yeah, we'll see what McWalter can do with the Tigers for the rest yeah. of this year. And yeah. Well, we're almost a certainty to knock off Port now with the uh, new the, the, the new, new coaching. coach. Yeah, yeah, teams usually do play pretty well after getting a new coach. Yeah. So yeah. gamble responsibly, but bet your house on Richmond beating Port. <laughs> All right, no worries. That's it. All right, see you, mate. We'll see, see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, no worries. Bye. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. No, we were literally just finishing up anyway.